This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. You're watching The Dorkening. Stay tuned. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird! It's a plane! mission to fight injustice, to right that which is wrong, and to serve all mankind. I can't get over this. So the only thing left to say, of course, is the one obvious thing. Excelsior! Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. The Dorkening and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations, graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. Okay, we are now live, and I hit the wrong button. There we go. My name is Liam, the monkey behind the keyboard here. We got an awesome show scheduled for you today, and as always... Oh, the Joker, how's it going, bud? Here I be, here I be. I'm in a good mood. Let's have a great night. What? Oh, hell yeah, hell yeah. Drew. You're too awake, Joker. Go <laughs> I'm also in a good mood, but you can't tell because my eyebrows are endlessly arched. But I'm oh. excited to be here. Speaking of Joker, I got something cool to say, but I'll, I'll leave it for a minute. Uh, jar, Jar. Hey, hey, hey. It's Monday. It's Wait, what? Huh? It's Tuesday. Oh, it's Tuesday. Oh, I effed it up already. <laughs> Dear God. I'm like, fuck, what? No. <laughs> and, that's when, and that's when the brownie kicked in. Yep, right then. <laughs> Actually, not for... Never mind. Oh. <laughs> not for... Oh, wow. Uh, well, we, we did free comic book day this weekend over at Sarge's mm. Comics and Games. Nice. Uh, in uh, nice. New London, Connecticut. And uh, Jar Jar dropped off a little present for me. Thank you, Jar Jar. I'm so terrified what that means. It wasn't heard around the world. Oh, okay, cool. I got got, got it. That's fine. That was was a funny, funny little pun. No. Oh, boy. (laughs) I was trying to work it out. I don't know. Comedy's not always. We'll we'll save that for Splash Pages After Dark. There we go. There you go. Uh, okay, so I mentioned uh, I had a Joker story, but actually, I'm going to save that for the uh, the poll list. I read something that was uh, You're such a tease, Leo. God damn! How did you get married? You're such a tease. Uh, I don't know. Tempting me with Jokerdom. Fine, fine. Yeah, Move like along, just, then. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah. Stop pausing. Go ahead. Move don't. along. Uh, okay. I actually, no, re- really quick. Uh, so uh, I, I'm jumping ahead. Um, the poll list we're, we're going to be talking about. I, I'll save it for that. I'll save it for that. What, what, oh my God. Make up what your mind, please. On here. <laughs> what 
no, uh, so there's a new book universe. this uh, well, there's a new book this week, uh, Jurassic. Uh, what the fuck is the name of it? I, I got Jurassic it League. Yes, Jurassic League. Oh my god, that is Jurassic such multiverse. A... Is oh. this DC? DC. I started reading it, and uh, it kicks off with uh, Batman. That's like a Tyrannosaurus Rex or something, and uh, Joker is like a raptor. And oh, that's yeah. interesting. Did. Am I imagining it, or were there like little toys done like that in the past? Like, I have no idea. Sounds familiar. I mean, like Joker, a Joker dinosaur definitely sounds familiar. Yeah, that sounds like familiar, that. but I he don't... was a dragon yeah. at one point. Well, yeah. I remember that with the dark metal uh, right. whole the, thing, the Joker dragons. Yeah, that I remember. But I, I remember like a little kid's toy where he was like a dinosaurs uh oh, i don't know what land Anywho. before time crossover do you remember <laughs> could have been a dream <laughs> could have been could have been <laughs> but leo are we talk we're, i guess we're going over a pull list first uh, uh we, we 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 can kick it off i mean it was just uh you know there, you there was one that looked particularly interesting to me uh, which was uh hulk versus thor oh, banner of war number one it's uh okay. donny cates and uh martin Cacello. Nice. And uh, I guess it's going to start with that. They're saying it's like an alpha comic. I don't know if that means it's a larger size or not. Probably. Um, yeah, but probably I guess like... it's going to cross over. It's going to be five issues. And I guess it's supposed to change. They're supposed to go from this to Thor, then to Hulk, and then I think back and forth. And I okay. guess it's supposed to affect both their storylines. So, uh, you know, Donny Cates always strings a good story. So that looked fun. That's true. That's true. And, uh, Less intriguing, but definitely still fun. Uh, there's a what if. I guess they're doing uh, Miles Morales. They're doing like three or four of them in a row. And this one is what if Miles Morales became the Hulk, managing school, dates, and a raging abomination. Oh, boy. Nice. So I don't know. I, I thought both those uh, were, were the most uh, promising to me of this week's poll. Nice. Uh, it, it, they definitely uh, look like fun reads. I saw those as well. Uh, so uh, I, I grabbed one from Marvel, one from DC. Obviously, I told you to DC. Uh, so Jurassic League number one is written by Juan Gideon, uh, Daniel Warren Johnson, and art by mm -hmm. also Juan Gideon. Okay. And, uh, you know the story. An infant escapes the destruction of his home planet and is deposited on Earth to be raised by human parents. A goddess from the lost city defends truth, and a Tyrannosaurus Rex dons the visage of a bat. Uh, maybe it's not the story you know of, but yeah, Superman is uh, now a dinosaur, and uh, mm. yeah, it's uh, yeah, it looks like a very fun read. He's he's like uh, he was brought up by cavemen. Superman and uh, Batman's like all vicious and everything looks really kick ass. Uh, reminds me of like uh, the uh, Batman and like the Flintstones crossover. You know, there was a Batman Flintstones crossover? No. I've never heard of that one. Yeah. No. Oh, the... oh, Elmer Fudd, Batman Elmer Fudd. Okay. Yeah. Was... Oh, yeah. Okay. But there, there was a, like a modern day Flintstones though. Yeah. The they did a DC did a Flintstones, but I don't remember batman ever i know they crossed over yeah, they did a big, a big hanna barbera marvel yeah thing. that that was it yeah. no you no know, what you're thinking is dc did like a bunch of hanna barbera properties they did yeah. scooby-doo it was like scooby-doo but it was like with real monsters they did yeah the, that was kind of a good uh scooby-doo apocalypse no, it was. 
yeah, Scooby Doo Apocalypse. They did they did a Flintstones that was Jenna yeah, Calmeade, which was also Palmer. good. It was very um, uh, progressive, as yeah, some would they, say. They did that um, that Hanna Barbera show, the one Wacky Races. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know they did that. Um, I think I collected all of these. Muttley. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was like some other ones, I but yeah, I didn't really care for the Wacky Land races, so I yeah, it didn't, wasn't very done very well. And then right. they did one. Um, they had this crossover with all the heroes from Hanna Barbera. I don't remember what it was. But it was like all the main heroes. You had the Herculoids. Yeah, Birdman. Space Ghost was yeah, in yeah, there. Space Ghost. Space Ghost. Yeah, yeah I just, that was I pretty good too. But I, I don't I remember how it concluded. Yeah, uh, it did. Definitely did. I just for the life of me, I can't. Yeah, it was remember like it. going through different universes, and they were gathering each other to like go and fight this monster that kept like devouring each of their universes. But yeah, I don't and, remember. And, it was really good. I just, for the life of me, I can't remember the name. I know Jeff Parker was the writer for it. And then they had, they had a bunch of one shots after that. Um, and I, Johnny Quest was also in there too. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But that was back in the day. Those were all pretty good. Um, but, and then they had, Jeremy, what you're referencing, some of, they had like DC one shots where they had like, oh, here's, um, like the Batman versus Elmer Fudd was the one I remember the best because that was Tom King, who's wrote Mr. Miracle. We're going to review tonight. It was him and Lee Weeks. That one's awesome. Um, and they had all the other ones, which I I, I honestly didn't really care for. Um, because, yeah, I don't remember yeah. any of those very well. No, the Batman Elmer Fudd one was the best and the most memorable, um, in my opinion. But I will say um, I'm not reading as much as I used to. Um, but speaking of Donnie Cates, if I can recommend one thing from him that everybody should check out, uh, he did a series, I forgot who was the artist for it, but it's called Crossover. I don't know if anyone's reading that. It's an image book. Uh, I did see that on the pull list. Yes. So Crossover is absolutely fantastic. I cannot recommend it enough. It's essentially imagining our world if there was indeed an event that brought comic book characters to our world. And it's and uh, it's an ongoing war between our world and their world. It's super trippy, and honestly, it's only I think nine issues out so far. You see a plethora of classic characters, uh, real characters. The whole thing is just beautiful. And if you're a Donny Cates fan, whether you love Venom, Thor, or his stuff he's doing on Hulk right now, I thoroughly recommend it. So, boom nice yeah uh the uh other pull i had was uh there's a new moon knight book this week black mm-hmm. white and blood number one looks like it's a compilation uh the writers are jonathan hickman mark guggenheim and um maria mm-hmm. avadella is it filled with like anthologies or something that's what it looks like is it's, it's uh yeah it's gonna be a couple anthologies yeah that's cool yeah what they're doing is those are like the uh the deadpool red white and black yeah so the, carnage the, did that one too also mm-hmm. i think yeah so i yeah. think it's a similar yeah. in that mm-hmm. it's an anthology series but okay cool you know yeah. everyone loves moving actually now, picking so. up the treasury size of the carnage one well nice. i i hope that hickman does an x-men uh the moon knight universe because hmm. did not love that uh edition of the x-men 
No. I mean, I admire him for taking the X-Men in new directions, and he certainly did. And um, I just did not care to buy all the titles and everything. I was like, no, I'm, I'm good. I liked him but, on his own title, uh, East of West. Or, hold East on, of West is that fantastic. I, yeah, that is Hickman. No, yeah. That was Hickman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's a beautiful series. It's weird yeah. as fuck, but it's great. Yeah, it really is. Um, yeah, he did, he, uh, he did a lot of good stuff. He did he his run on Avengers is pretty great. His Infinity storyline, which um, is dealt with Thanos coming back to Earth, was fantastic. I mean, like I said, he does good work. It's just I'm just not that big of an X Men fan to invest in four different series and. 17 billion crossovers and well uh, you, you know. think so that brings up i i know we've had this discussion before about crossovers mm-hmm. but you know it, it seems like every like quarter there's a new crossover with 40 friggin' issues that you need to collect you think people are going to get burnt out yes eventually they do yeah i mean i mean look at we us like That's rich true. has been rich has been going to comics since his hair wasn't green <laughs> okay you know and, and, and honestly i haven't collected in it's got to be six or seven years like new comics mm-hmm. um and yeah. and for years i said i'll only I'm, i only want to touch paper comics but now that i'm not buying them i've, I've gone to digital and I've, i finally embraced it um it took quite a while but, I, uh, dude i was one of those guys too so i was just like digital uh uh but now yeah, three years in i'm like and yeah. now i'm like oh. I got a bunch Leo, in the basement. <laughs> I mean, Leo, I think the thing being is, is a lot of the time, as I think that, in my opinion, what DC and Marvel should really do is to give two years where you don't do crossovers. You just build up your respective characters, Tons your universes and whatnot, you know, and then you, you can have your little crossovers. And crossover doesn't mean a, a, a galactic universal event that brings in everybody. Crossovers could be like mini storylines, kind of like, um, like, uh, like for example, like what Maximum Carnage did. You yeah. know, that was that great. Was a great storyline. Right, exactly. And you it know? just covered all of like Spider-Man titles. Like it was exactly amazing, spectacular. Uh, right. Web of and a few others. I forget. Exactly. So you know, like if you look back on other storylines uh, in other older series. They have storylines that tie in to events that are having in the overall DC universe, but it's still contained within their story. So this is how what's going on affects them, you know, um, but it's still within the, the era of the characters. Like, for example, um, in one of my favorite series is Hitman. There's this, there's an issue that ties into, I believe it's called Silent Night. It was a DC storyline where the sun went out. And uh, the earth is freezing over, so everybody's freaking out. And the Justice League is like, what the fuck we're going to do? All, all the characters did in the book was they were at the bar drinking beer and swapping stories. And it's 100% character building, but it's still within the events of what's happening. And then the event ended and they just continued on. I'm like, that's, that's how it should be. Instead of three issues of, like Jeremy said, of just filler, of story that means nothing. That doesn't advance the character, doesn't move anything forward. It's just wasting a paper and ink. And that's, you know, no discredit to the artists and the writers who write them. They should get compensated for their work and whatnot. 
but it's just it's just exhausting because it just gets lost in the shuffle. Well, yeah, there's definitely a lot of filler episodes, but I, I think they should take a step back. And, you know, we, we already will go, you know, like a couple months before they finish a storyline. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, something happens in, in the shuffle. Like uh, there was a Batman storyline. It was just six issues. And I remember waiting like three months for like the final two issues. They should just take a step back do a full run of like six issue mini stories and, you know, just uh, get them in the queue and just release them one after another, just a bunch of mini stories, you know? You guys remember we, we did Inferno. We had to do that, split it in two episodes and we didn't even do the crossovers. Now they've been doing it since back then. They're never going to stop Leo. I'm sorry. I I, I don't want to burst your bubble, but as long as the money is green and people are going to buy it, mm-hmm. they're going to keep doing it. Well, I, and it's funny because like I saw some of the free comic book day things and I'm going to be honest with you. I do not give a shit about this new judgment day thing where it's the Avengers fighting the Eternals who are trying to take out the, the X-Men slash mutants. Like, I don't care. Like, I'm sorry. And it's the, it's the same way I feel about this new dark crisis that's coming up. Like, again, the people who've been working DC from what I've seen, like Joshua Williamson, you know, he's doing a great job. He's totally come a far length from just being a flash writer. He's really doing some good work there. I'll give him credit. I'm just burned out on crises. Like, I was talking about this with Leo. Like, Leo himself, he's, he's never read some of the crises. Sorry, Leo, to blow your spot, but you got it. Oh, that's know. okay. That's okay. You know? You know, so Crisis on Infinite Earths, which was the blueprint of mega events. Thank you, yes, uh, Marv Wolfman and late great George Perez, who we'll get to in a minute. Um, that you had Infinite Crisis, you had Final Crisis, which, to be quite honest, was a little weird in my opinion with Grant Morrison. So no surprise there. And then now we have Dark Crisis, and you could even argue um, DC Met Dark Knight's Metal and uh, was it definitely a crisis. Yeah, and then the the C- I think actually, Jeremy, the crisis was really more the second one. I think that was the bigger crisis. I mean, I've never read it, so I was I wondering whatever happened to they were supposed to be bringing the Watchmen into the universe, and it doomsday like, clock. Yeah, it totally like fizzled out, and like nothing went on with that. It, it's because of Doomsday Clock, but we can oh, get into that another oh, day. That was um, like long. Ugh. So. So news, um, there's a few things I, I have to bring to the table. Uh, I don't know if anybody wants to go first. Uh, I have a couple items, but you can definitely kick it off if you want to. Okay. Uh, so on the Marvel side, um, everybody, uh, all Spider-Man fans, I have sad news. It has been announced that there will be the end of the Spider-Verse. Marvel has recently announced that Dan Slott, who introduced the idea back in 2017, 2018, time past is coming back to marvel to do, basically pen a limited series that will be quote unquote the end of the spider-verse um which i think is absurd because yeah. it's such a great concept that why would you end it it's only been a couple of years like it gets ridiculous um so that's happening should be coming up within the next couple of months um written what by does that, what does that even mean Drew? yeah does, does that, that mean, mean the end of the multiverse I again, they didn't really elaborate, but they did say that you're going to see a lot of the favorites. You're going to see Spider Gwen, you're going to see Aranya, 
you'll probably see Miles, Julia Carpenter, a lot of people that we've seen, but they didn't really, for once, Marvel didn't elaborate too much into it. But the Can't title kill is Spider Ham. Don't no, don't kill Spider Ham. Mm -hmm. So it looks like we're having bacon. So little. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I'm sorry, Rich. I understand you're kosher, so we will have like a bacon. I'm not kosher, not at all. Okay, no. okay, good to know. <laughs> uh, you know, but point being, in space. You know, <laughs> but so that's going to be happening in Marvel. I was like, okay, cool. I was like, I'll peek through, but. Anytime something is an end, I'm like, sure. Like Rich said, if it makes you money, there is no end. No. Mm -hmm. Especially this thing, which has been one of their biggest sellers. Like, there's going to be a Spider, uh, there's going to be a Spider Verse 2 coming out. Like, there, come on. The end, please. Well, and also you have all the Funkos. I mean, the money they make off of that alone, you know. Just... Yeah. And then on top of it, how many, how many, like there's always been as long as they keep pumping what ifs there will be other spider-men so the multiverse is not going anywhere like no uh so there's that um and i forgot everything else there was so leo ah. go. uh i believe james gunn has uh hinted that guardians 3 is going to be his last Guardians film that he's closing the loop on them. Mm -hmm. uh, Loki season two starts filming June sixth. Nice. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. Good. Oh, good. And Leo, and for you, uh, I believe they said they started production on Ashoka. Oh, with yeah, Austin. I saw that shot. Yeah, today. I saw the chair. Yeah. Have yeah. you seen the pictures of her on set with Mark Hamill? No. No. Oh my God, she is. She is fangirling out big time. It is it's hilarious. Mark Hamill. God, I, I would, I would fangirl out. Oh, it is so adorable. Just to see, like, there's a video of her just like turning around, like all giddy and everything. Okay. It's just Leo. Awesome. Let's, I love Leo, it. Leo, let's be real here. Everybody in this chat, if they got to meet him, would lose their motherfucking minds on two levels. Luke. Yeah. Joker. Okay. Thank oh, you. Dude. And well, now he's done Skeletor, although it was the Joker, but like he did Skeletor. Yeah, and <laughs> and you and there's like the man has crossed so many genres. He was the Joker. He was um uh, he was Luke Trickster. He was the trickster on two different yeah. flashes. Yeah, you know, and then on uh, so he many was other things. Three, he was three characters in one of the Batman animated series. He was himself. Like, oh, so trickster speaking, and Joker. Joker. So speak, like, speaking, did he play a professor on Gotham as well? Yes, he did. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm embarrassed. I know that. Um, <laughs> I love that show. I'm sorry. That's good. I did it too. was a weird. Uh, it was a weird ending. Coming. It was a weird ending, but it was a good show. You, I agree. Forget, a weird you, ending. You, you, you two can keep it. You're forgetting it was a the weird else world for me. I liked. Yeah, I like, like that's how story. I looked at it. I was kind of like, all right. I did too. I and I got to uh, hang out with the the lead there, so like he was kind of cool. So uh, I had to like. Yeah, and the cat put me on Twitter, so I can't I can't bitch at yeah. her for that. Uh -huh. Right, Leo, you were saying. I'm no, I was going to say you forgot uh, <laughs> cock knocker. Right. Oh wow. From Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back, the evil yeah. cock knocker. Oh, and but the guy that played What's Zaz in that was also amazing, Jeremy, and he's now in Barry. Oh yeah. Oh, it's great show. Um, um, yes, he is awesome in Barry. Yeah, he's the bald guy in Barry. He's great. Yeah. He's hilarious. But um, that was a good uh, 
interpretation of Zaz, I have to say. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I like the actor. It was kind of cool. Yeah, well, I, I, I would I'm have sorry. preferred more of the knife work, but I'm sorry, I'm gonna stop you right there. Whatever Gotham did, their version of Bane was horrible. So just a little bit on. Um so that I'm trying to think of there was there. Oh, I just remembered something else. Uh shit, and it's gone again. God damn it. Shit brain. When you guys start it's Oh, and he was also uh uh he didn't Mark Hamill do the trickster on uh Supernatural? No, Supernatural. Uh, he no played a, a trickster character. Oh, no, hold on. I'm pretty sure he was on there. I might be wrong. I gotta have to come back. To it was, I remember there was an animated clip where he played himself as Mark Hamill, he played the Joker, yeah, and he played, I think, trickster. Mm -hmm. And then, oh, now I remember. I remember now the other thing. So, I was watching, um, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but Will Friedle and Christy Romano, who were Kim and Ron, um, on Kim Possible, they have a podcast and where they were, you know, they do interviews with voice actors and people and they had Kim Conroy on. And they were talking about, you know, Batman and all this stuff and, you know, what it was like working on, you know, cause they both ended up working together for Batman Beyond cause you know, he was Terry McGinnis and Kevin was of course, Bruce Wayne. Um, and they were talking about well, how great it was, you know, to, again, to work with Mark in uh, um, Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. And uh, they like Will was saying how it would be great one day if they had a role reversal where you had Mark as someone heroic and like he was Batman and Kevin was the Joker. And I was like, wow, that actually would be really trippy, but kind of like, I was like, why hasn't anybody done that? Like, yeah, that would be awesome to see like a sinister Kevin Conroy and, a, you know, uh, heroic, uh, yeah. heroic Mark Hamill. I'm like, yeah, that would be really cool one day, and I although hope we for, see it. Although for an episode or two on the animated Hulk, where he uh, did the voice of the gargoyle, mm -hmm. uh, he uh, he 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 turned uh, he turned good for an episode or two. He had a okay. thing for uh, the She Hulk. That's fair, but. I, I was like, oh man, we should talk about that on the show. That'd be really cool. Um, but yeah, Leo, everybody fan, fan, it's Mark Hamill. Well, well, so fangirl for two things. One that she met him, but she was also acting with him because he did act in uh, Book of Boba Fett. That was him, and then they just CGI'd over. Oh wow! Yeah, because they had to do the de aging. Yeah. And it, it's so funny because I was watching. I finally sat down and started watching some of the Irishman on Netflix and I'm like, oh God, it's gonna take forever. Uh, three hours, but then I was like, I did the Batman, so this is easy. Um, and I was watching a scene where it's De Niro and somebody made the comment and I can't unsee it now. I'm like, man, you you can de-age De Niro as much as you want, but he does not move like a young man anymore. And I'm like, oh, it's sad, but it's true. I'm watching yeah. him move and beat up this guy who pushed his daughter. And I'm like, yeah, he really is moving like an older man. Like, it's not the same. And I was just like, yeah, you just can de-age people, but you can't. Mm -mm. I was like, damn, that's still great. Don't get me wrong. But I was like, yeah. It's one of those, like, when you see it, you can't unsee it. You're like, shattered window. So I don't know if, you, if that ever happened to you guys, but I was like, oh, damn. The de-aging. Sometimes yeah. it's good, and then sometimes it's like, 
It's a little too clean. Like now, George, they, since you you mentioned the Batman, mm -hmm. uh, no. we can't discount that the fact yeah, that uh, Doctor Strange uh, overshadowed his uh, first weekend numbers. Mm -hmm. um, it, it doesn't matter to me either way, but just for the sake of nerddom, it's out there. So I'm just gonna put this out here. I really enjoyed Doctor Strange too, but same. I enjoyed the Batman better. Okay, more. I, more. which one? Uh. The, the new one. I think I, I would... No, no, I'm trying oh. to see in my head which one I liked better. I like, because I liked Strange, but I wanted so much more. Yeah. And I liked the Batman. I would I'd probably say I did like Batman, the Batman better. Okay, I, I will say this. But I didn't again, go in with high expectations with the Batman. Right. So I, I will say this. Crazy expectations. I was Strange. pleasantly surprised with Doctor Strange because to me, I, No Way Home really set the Marvel bar high now. Oh, that thing, like, you know, um, I went in that with like really low and my mind was blown. And and I will say that if, if I had to give a small review without giving spoilers because it's way too early and we all agreed, no spoilers, yeah. lest, lest we be cast into the pit of despair um, or which is Thanks to our buddy Leo is full of snakes. So <laughs> fuck with that. Um, if you are a horror fan, you will thoroughly enjoy this movie. Sam Raimi comes back to Marvel, but cannot deny that his roots are always in horror. So if you enjoyed Evil Dead, Army of Darkness, Absolutely Drag Me to Hell, um, oh. you're going to see tropes of that. And I will yeah. also say this, that this movie, in my mind, really pushes... The limits of PG thirteen. There is some gruesomeness. I would have that was only PG thirteen. That's right. PG thirteen, everybody. Yeah, I have to say that did push the limits. Uh, I, the mm -hmm. thing I can say that mm -hmm. really it really reaffirmed my appreciation for how awesome Wanda is. Like Civil War first made me be like, wow, Wanda's really dope, and WandaVision mm -hmm. was really good. I liked yeah. it a lot. And so, then this, I was like, holy crap, Wanda is the best. really impressive. Well, really I, will, impressive. I will say this, everybody, uh, if you're watching, you haven't seen it, please make sure you try to at least watch some of WandaVision before you see this movie. Oh, yeah, as definitely. You're watching it right now. Yeah. Good. So, 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 so let me know if you agree with this. I would say definitely watch um, Loki, WandaVision, and What If. Okay, I would, but I've definitely like in I my opinion. I think you need the what if, but it's good to watch anyways. Yeah, I well, feel a couple episodes of the what if because because there are certain things that are like pulled out of it, and there's actually a, a major reference in the movie. Yes, but I will say this though: you, it, WandaVision is a must because yeah. you have to. Yeah, yeah have no idea why. What's... And everybody, because so you don't have to look on the internet like I do. There are. Two after two after credit scenes, two do dose. The first one is essential for comics, and the second one is essential if you're a Sam Raimi fan. I will say that if you are not, you will not appreciate it as much as people like me who love Evil Dead will yeah, enjoy. Most it. people who have never seen Evil Dead will be like, What? Okay, yeah. So that is the only thing I will say, because, again, 
I if I, I can't be a hypocrite about spoiler culture if I spoil it for Joker because he also knows where my Facebook and Instagram are and I'm sure <laughs> passwords too. Um, but thoroughly enjoyed it. It's definitely worth the watch. Um, but if you like it, great. If you don't, okay. It's not I like see not liking it. Like, listen, there's always somebody. Is it, is it getting good reviews uh, across the board, or is it mixed reviews? It, it is getting. It's getting good reviews. Um, but of course, you know, if it's not stellar, A plus, you know, you get those. They're like, oh well, it's a kind of a disappointment. And D and Marvel expected better. I'm like, okay, calm down. That's been out a week. You know, yeah, Again, this isn't even we're like starting the build up. This is the new phase. This they're not blowing their load yet. No, nope. like, they're edging themselves nice and easy. Yeah, yeah, this is going to be like another 10 years of uh, oh, uh. I, I like how Lito <laughs> caught what I was saying and he was like, this subtly dirty reference. It's like, <laughs> but um, yeah, so going on that, um, I'm trying to think if I have any other news. No, I don't really think. Oh, uh, there is a rumor going around, and Leo, you might Leo being a Star Wars friend, you might appreciate it. There is a rumor going around that since um, John Watts, who was the director originally for Fantastic Four, has stepped away, that they may have found a new per, a new director to direct the film. But it's only a rumor, so we can't confirm this. But they might be talking to Bryce Dallas Howard who, as we know, directed some really well-received episodes of one of Leo's favorite shows, The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. Mm -hmm, season two. So that rumor did include the possibility that she would end up playing Susan Storm in the film. But of course, it is still a rumor, sketchy best, so we can't really say for certain. But, you know, being that this is the first time we've seen um, Marvel's okay. first family since the disastrous Fantastic Four film of what year I don't remember because I never saw the movie because I don't care. Yeah, I um, you know, we won't know. But it's definitely going to be better than uh, the Barbershop Fantastic Four. So, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the thing had no no nards. No nards. <laughs> yeah, no nards. <laughs> uh, I, I still like the, the, the Chris uh, Evans Fantastic Four. Yeah. Either. It, it was good, but... Until Galactus showed up. That, that's where I yeah. ended my like for... Uh, Michael Chiklis is awesome. Oh, as he's great, yeah. yeah he, Michael Chiklis needs to be in superhero shows. Like He was, he was great on in one. that ABC Family show. Uh, yeah. Uh, Ordinary was, Family. Yeah, it, that was so good. Yeah, it was. Yeah, he's a little old, but he could have made a decent Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> Could have totally seen her full. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be uh, uh, who, or Puck. Who, oh, no, that'd be cool. I could Puck's see Puck on Alpha Flight. I could see that. Who who, who the fuck drew uh, Wolverine all chunky in the nineties? It was like yeah, it was one Leo, you, Leo, you got to be times. more specific, man. That that could be anybody in the nineties. The nineties. Yeah, the nineties. Yeah, he was, was very squat. Yeah, he was like. Yeah. Oh, listen, Everybody we're talking about that. Here. He's like, uh, yeah, that was around the era where people were trying to draw Nightwing like Wolverine, like hairy and buff. And I was just like, no, stop. We've already given him the Sean Ryder haircut going right now. <laughs> the, the bangs, 
It's like, no, thank you. <laughs> Please don't. Um, but yeah. And I, I also want to say this, uh, just transitioning to something else we, have, we definitely need to discuss. It is a sad week for comics last week. We lost two of our greats and we got to give them credit. Uh, we lost, we already know, we, I believe we talked about losing Neil Adams, uh, which was sad. But most recently, and this one, no offense to Neil Adams, all due respect, one of the greats, George Perez is passing really, I mean, that, that made me sad that, that day. I was glad I had Dr. Strange to, to magic away my sadness for a bit. Um, 67. And we knew it was coming, but yeah, nobody. It still, it's like that it happened on free comic book day. It was 67. Like everybody. poetic, but also kind of like, oof. Did, yeah. did you guys get the news when you were at free comic book yeah. day? Yeah. I, I felt so bad because I messaged, um, I messaged Chris about it and he had no idea. And I felt so bad. I was like, hey, so George Perez is like, damn it. I'm like, I know. <laughs> Just, you know, us nerds were just like, and I messaged all my friends who I had done the the Titans group that I showed you guys about ages ago, and we were all like, to Uncle George, you know, it was a sad day. Did you ever get that sent off, Drew? No, I did not, and I'm kicking myself forever for it. Okay. You know, again, that's just it's just a lesson, everybody. Do not procrastinate, yeah, because you do not know the time. So if you get a chance to meet your heroes, yeah. do it. You get a chance to tell them how great they are do it you know i'm like i said i have my photo with george the second time i met him i'm very grateful for that because no one will believe his shirts were that hawaiian i'm like no nope, yeah. they were and i i regret when he was at bridgeport that i never got art done i was cheap that day he me too me, he, waved I... me, he waved at me twice as the joker and which which excited me and um, but his line was humongous, and I know he stayed late. I know that that story is legendary that he stayed after the con was over to keep signing mm -hmm. people's stuff until there was nobody left in the line. Mm -hmm. So I super regret that. Um, Me too. I, but but I, I, it was it was still awesome just to be in his presence and feel the aura of his power. He was honestly, I, I again, I know the title of my autobiography would be he was the nicest guy. Angie tells me that all the time, but George Perez was one of the most pleasant energetic people you'd ever meet i mean you you couldn't be around him and not be elevated to smile he was just it was it was one of those where he was just as happy to meet you as you were to meet him he lied to me he lied to me drew he lied to how did he lie to you drew that con bridgeport mm -hmm. i was on my way to uh uh, oh, Dunkin Donuts with an ex co-host's friend, uh -huh. Ali, and uh -huh. uh, we're walking down the street, and a gentleman who was bald and wearing a Hawaiian shirt and had this rather uh, grayish goatee came walking by, and he's like, in this strange uh, Latin kind of uh, accent, and asked us where the the Civic Center was or what, uh -huh. whatever have you. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh my God, I know this guy. I really, that, mm -hmm. that's, and I'm just like, it's right down the street around the corner. Mm -hmm. He walks across the street and I'm like, I'm sorry, I got to ask, but aren't you George Perez? He smiled and shook his head no and walked on back to the Civic Center. <laughs> I got back and I was just like, there he was sitting at his table. 
we had a look at each other and I was like, oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is Cross probably a legend. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, listen, it was you, great. you got trolled by a legend. That's Yeah, no, no. I love like, t- to have that story. Like, I never got to actually uh, have anything signed by him. I regret it myself the few times that I was at a con where he was at. That one, I didn't have anything for him to sign. The next one, I was at NYC, and uh, I line didn't get into the line for the ticket beforehand. Oof. And I got, yeah, I was there at the very end, and uh, I believe it was his wife or somebody, whoever was his manager. Constance. I got up, yeah, I got up, and she's like, "Where's your ticket?" And I was like, "Oh, I didn't know there was tickets." And she's like, "I'm sorry," and I. I just, you know, I, I wasn't going to bother him and be like, come on, come on. You know? So I yeah. just walked away. I was like, oh. It, but it, yeah. I got that one story. So, like, that that made me feel good. I, I, I'm, I'm on Rich's level of kicking myself. It was $40. Could have got a George Perez sketch of anything. Oh, for 40 bucks. 40 bucks. You could have had a, a George Perez original. $40. And that was back when he was doing the marathon drawing session. So I could have got... Mm-hmm anything you know hell if i it's was amazing obsessed. how quickly he went downhill because bridgeport wasn't that long ago it was 20 what was it, 2014 2015 it was, it was 2014 yeah so yeah i know that that was the back in the day when people wouldn't really charge you too much for an audio yeah. no god no oh yeah. man neil adams was only charging five bucks a signature then yeah really wow yeah. Hmm. Uh, just a remind, reminder, we do have the... Uh, Such a beautiful picture. Oh, I can't... I, I'm sorry. I'm going to talk to my comic store about pre-ordering that. It is so yeah. beautiful. Look so at now, is, it, is that a poster and it's going to be a front and back cover of something, of a reprint? Oh, uh, like a so, so this is going to be, I think, Dark Crisis number six? Yeah. Oh. Uh, it's a variant cover. Variant cover. Oh my god! If that was a poster, that. you know that was the shirt he wore. He wore the blue fucking Hawaiian yep. shirt that day. He did. Yep. I I gotta be honest with you. If that was a poster, I would so buy and and, and I would show that off. That is. Well, that is gorgeous. You know yeah. they'll probably make it as a poster as well. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's frameable for sure. Oh yeah. 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 That no, that's 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 a you buy as many copies and give that to friends. Like mm-hmm. you get, you just comic book Oprah that you get a poster and you get a poster and you get a poster, you get a poster. You, everybody gets one. How much does that cost you? We're not going to talk about it. Actually, they'll probably do the X Men thing where you got to buy like five different copies to fit them together. Uh, uh, it's sad because I've done. I that. actually <laughs> like those covers, but yeah, it's sad, Leo, that I know uh, it's like a talk about because I have all of them, and I just think, can you believe that book's going up in value? Really? Kinda, really? Yeah, you're talking about X Men One, right? So, yeah, so, so run. Who was who I talking about? I have 44 copies of that. Oh, you dude, have, it's go, if you especially you have, the, uh, how the full Why? wrap around the full uh, five fold out page one. I forget whatever that one yeah. is like up to like 40 bucks right now. Really? And the other ones are like hidden 20. Like sell, Leo, sell. Yeah, sell. there we go. Yeah. I would like well, you'll never see those prices. On what that garage book. sale did you pillage? No, no, dude. I I bought them from my local comic shop off the shelf, including Spider Man three sixty five, which I have like twelve copies of. Why Who are you? What were you speculating? 
I just thought it was a kick-ass cover and just like look at you. Yeah. <laughs> Leo, this is not my blue Some heaven. My two, two, one to <laughs> read and one to never touch. Leo, this, I'm, I'm gonna buy twelve. Fuck it. Yeah, Leo, this is not my blue heaven. Where it's why, why do you, why do you have 20, 25 copies in case I want to read it more than once? <laughs> what? <laughs> Like, yeah, there's a few comics. I, uh, uh, I think, uh, oh, what uh, guys, I guess we now know what our our, our splash pages bonus is going to be. Percentage of how many of those that he sells, yeah. <laughs> and we're just going to get a copy in a bow, like thinking of you, like send return to sender. <laughs> you know, it's not graded. <laughs> Merry freaking Christmas to you, Mr. Pond. There you go. Um, but no, the George is passing. I'm sorry, like that yeah. that hit me hard. And I'm glad he's not in pain anymore. And I'm glad he's at peace. But I mean, when you think about what he like his career, what he did, not just Teen Titans, Wonder Woman, uh, you know, all of his his career in general, just my God, man, just it's he, he he was a pivotal character person in comics. Absolutely. That's just the best way to put it. And and he's always gonna be remembered. You know, he's was one of the greats and yeah. Whew, yeah. The emotional hey Jeff over the uh, yeah. JLA Avengers. Jeff, uh what am I keeping up with? Yeah, what's Jeff uh -huh. talking about down there? Yeah, what's 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 going on there? The talking dead Jeff. Still talking. Are we allowed to say Toking Dead, or is it still Toking? What are, what what's uh, the actual uh, verdict on that? So it's uh, still Toking with is a show. Yes, and I believe it's Toking <laughs> Toking with the Dead. Toking with the Dead is what they're allowed to use. I oh, believe so. Let those me, poor guys. Hold on, let me go to our Facebook. Jeff, correct me if I'm wrong. Got it right. Uh, while while I wait for Facebook to slowly load, uh, I didn't realize Firestarter got a reboot. What the heck's up with that? Yes, it did. Did anybody watch it? Out soon, isn't it? No, I didn't know that. No, I thought it came out already. Yeah, Peacock. Uh, I thought it came right? out this week. Is it Peacock? I don't know. Oh, I'm right. Toking with the dead. Um, yeah, <laughs> Jeff, Peacock Jeff and the theater. Right. Oh man, I would totally see that. I have been saying for years, ever since I read it, I've been saying this book needs to get remade because as cute as Drew Barrymore is in the original, God, it was garbage. Because I, it it, it was made it. of that time. Well, no, I'm just saying, I'm not saying it was a bad movie. It's just Leo, it was limited because, because of the special effects. I mean, yeah. I mean, I remember one scene where she shoots her fireball. It was literally a tennis ball <laughs> on fire being shot. <laughs> I'm like... I can literally see the archer in the background there. Like, <laughs> like now it's a little bit. Our special effects are better, you know. But yeah. I mean, it. I mean, it's funny because yeah, it was I, a great Stephen King book for sure. It was. It, um, that was around the era where I feel Stephen King was just like that one. I was like, hey, what if Stephen King created the X Men? You know. Uh, Jeff it. says, uh, but we're known as the token dead dudes. The TDDs. Yeah. Um, something else that's a real disease, but we still love you, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, the other new last item I have for news, and I don't even know if I want to bring it up. That's uh, oh, you got to bring it up. Avatar, now, Avatar two. What the fuck? Oh, the blue people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, how, many, how many years now? Oh, I thought I thought it was a go. No, no, oh, it is a go. It was the go. The trailer dropped, and oh my. Oh, God. it did. Oh, I didn't see. It's oh, a friggin' Waterworld. It, it's, oh no! Yeah, it, it's a it's whole. Water world. I loved Waterworld. But it's yeah, but there's no Kevin Costner. I oh. Do we have Blue Gamora back? Yes. <laughs> I liked Waterworld. No, nobody. Okay, I need to say this for for, and I do not care if I get canceled right now. Avatar, stop. Okay, I I could not. I, I I'm of that minority. I do not care. I it didn't watch like a... the first one. I don't care for the sequel. I was bored the entire two minutes of my life that I was watching this trailer. It like... looks like a friggin' video game. It, it, it's really? all CGI. It, yeah, it looks abysmal. Yeah, it, like honestly, yeah, it, it's just disappointing because it's just like they make a big deal like, oh, it's a sequel. All I saw was water. They're just swimming. Like, do you just like things wet? Oh, damn. Does he know your girlfriend? <laughs> Freaky. It does get freakish. Um, but my point oh, wow. being, uh, yes, Leo has the sound effects. He just doesn't like using them often. <laughs> it's the one we least expected. He strikes like a viper. Back to the snakes. It really um, is all CGI, huh? It yeah. really is. And then, and then they're just the only question I have is you have that, and then you have the one random human, and I'm just like, the fuck is this? You know, I, I really enjoyed that movie when it came out uh, yeah. 15 years ago. And I remember my son being super excited and like jumping around the house and he wanted a blue tail. Um, but I did but the yeah, but, but if you gave me a movie three, even five years later, sure, absolutely. But I don't care. I don't care anymore. Thank so you. many years later. I, my son was I, a little I, kid. He's now a 19 year old man. Give me a break. Yeah, it, it, now he doesn't want a tail. He wants a car. It's a difference. Yes. You know? Um, I, I, tell, I, I, th I thought the tails were their dongs. We're not. What? Leo, we don't. Leo. What? Leo. Leo. Leo what no, I think they had dongs. So I think he still had a dog. Did Leo. they actually. Wow, they Leo was watching the porn, the Avatar porn. Yeah, Leo was clearly watching. <laughs> you know. That was a different movie, Leo. Yeah, Leo. What? I. Okay. I is there a subshoot of, of 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 you know did wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute wait know? a minute did you eat any bakery items before the show today yeah. no not, not yet, not yet. Are, you, are you sure day? i'm sure yeah cuz you're a little extra heard loopy something about a delivery of a package package mm -hmm. yes well jeremy dropped off uh Mm -hmm. I, yeah. He, uh, he, uh, he what did you drop off, Leo? Say it. Gave me a uh, present on Free Comic Book Day. His mother's oh, present. I wanted to make sure. All right. Yeah. You know, Connecticut. Both both these states are both legal for this kind of present. You know, right? It is. Yeah. I'm suspicious and, and, now. And and Jar Jar Jeremy is actually a legal. Aren't you like a legal yeah. farmer? Uh, not a legal farmer. I keep into the legal limits, but I am a legal caretaker. There mm -hmm. you go. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh oh, Grandpa Drew just came Hello. to the scene. Hello, Drew. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you both, you both, you, under, uh, you, you. Okay, <laughs> Mr. Miracle. <laughs> Miracle. Okay, didn't know but that was coming. I just want to just, say, just for, for the, for the, again before we get to Mr. Miracle, which I can't wait. I need to say this, James Cameron, you have peaked. Wasn't Go he with all dignity. angry about the the superhero movies and stuff? Yes, and. On top of it, I find that funny because at one point he was supposed to direct a Spider-Man. So shut the fuck up, James. You were going to direct a Spider-Man. And you were like, no, I can't. I got to make another shitty Terminator. You. Sorry. I, I was like, sour grapes. You know, I've watched all those Terminators and wanted them to be good since the second one. And they always let me down and yeah, I keep it's just, thinking that they're going to be good the next time. Did you even That's watch the show? Oh, I did. I watched good. the show. The show was decent. Like, I like that. It was good. The, the chick they had as the Terminator, I, I'm sorry uh, for degrading her to the chick. But, uh, yeah, she, that was, it was a great show. I enjoyed well, that. Yeah. But listen, oh, so I, now, Mr. Miracle. Oh, yeah. One last news bit, real quick. I'm sorry. Did before he, we do, he, Mr. He, Miracle, uh, they announced a new Doctor Who. Yeah, they yeah, Black. They did right. Yeah, Nakuti. I think that's how you say it. I have no idea. <laughs> anyway, there you go. Okay, Mr. Miracle. <laughs> oh, hold, no, hold on. No, no. We we oh, should we should got, get his uh, name right. Oh, we're not going to get his name right. That's unless you can have Google say it for you. Uh, yeah, Nakuti Gatwa. Oh, yeah, that's okay. probably exactly how it's said. <laughs> well, listen, I, I, yeah, yeah, I looked him up. I, I, I haven't seen anything that he's been in, but there are some things that he's been in that are popular. Listen, I, I hope the best for him because I, I did feel bad for Jodie Whittaker because, you know, she's a, she's a decent actress. And I just think, unfortunately, her doctor just got played with poor writing and and whatnot who did the, the people who just didn't know what to do with a female doctor and i think it's really sad because you watch the show and you you kind of see flashes of the doctor that could have been but it's just mild under just underwhelming storylines and it's disappointing because again you know every doctor should be given their chance to shine and she did have her moments but it wasn't I think to the caliber that other doctors, uh, the more popular ones got. So, you know, yeah. I really enjoyed her first season Drew, There were a couple of episodes that weren't great, but uh, that second mm-hmm. season was really hard to take for me. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So she started strong and then just mm-hmm. petered out, um, you know, but hopefully he does a good job, you know, and I wish him I, honestly, as a so, so fan of Dr. Who, I wish him the best. So good luck. Absolutely. Good luck, Nakuti. Now, Mr. Miracle. I have so many questions. Yes. Well, we do have answers. We do have a Kirby file down underneath. So he will answer so many of them for you, Leo. Um, but I need to say this. Um, I Rich, was this you? Was this? Did you recommend? Well, this one? well, we 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 kind of. Uh, I picked the character, but you actually picked the storyline in this one. Oh, I did. Okay, cool. Good job, Rich. Good job, <laughs> us. It's collaborative Co- effort. Collaborative effort. High five! But we can't do that because we're in a box. Um. Um. But 
I, I, I honestly, I need to say this. This is a great read. Uh, the 12 issues really just flew by. Um, I also have to say this, and I apologize. That this is I really prefer Tom King when he has condensed storylines of limited series versus ongoing stories. I think he functions better that way. Um, and I say that as a Batman fan, I did enjoy um, a nice chunk of his run that I've read. His Super Friends arc is still my favorite of his run. Uh, and then we're not going to talk about what happened with Bane because um, it always ends up with Bane. Um, but this, I think his uh, Batman Elmer Fudd is still my favorite thing of his I've ever read that I've owned. This is now a close second. This was just awesome. So yeah, that's, th that's my, that's me. But I didn't realize we had a Kirby file. So maybe we should let him explain who the character is. Uh, before we do, this was uh, Mr. Miracle written in 2018 by Tom King and art is by Mitch Garads. Mm -hmm. There we go. Jeremy, take it away. Oh, I'm not a Kirby file, but I love Kirby. And, and Mr. Miracle has been like, uh, is what started me on my Kirby filing, I guess. Uh, but uh, it's Scott Free. He He's born of of high father and mm -hmm. and he's yeah he's just he, the character is he's born of high Earth. father but raised by dark side yeah raised by dark side they have to switch their children like it, it's it's a great story the the this story is great i love it mainly because it deals a lot with like ptsd like uh, abuse and mm -hmm. and how people of those things are like react to different situations. I think this, this run, this time actually mm -hmm. in DC was really, I, I liked it a lot. I know a lot of people didn't like Tom King's other, uh, mini series in DC very much because it took, uh, 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 which flash was it? Uh, Oh, you're talking about flash forward. The one where, uh, Wally West. No, not flash forward. I know. Uh, yeah, uh, but where Wally West is ended up being the killer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And but I I, I love the story. He, the way he writes and the build up and it it the DC at the time was dealing with a lot of like real issues that are going on in our world, and I love that about these. But by, by the way, uh, Jeremy, was it in crisis? Something like in crisis? I want to say it was like. No, but I know what you're thinking. It was a yeah, limited his, series. Yeah, he did like a clay a, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Now you couldn't decent. have started um, this story more seriously because oh he he slits his wrists. Yeah, um, I, I, in, a, in an effort which is later dis, uh, described as he had been able to get out of everything so easily, he wanted to see if he could get out of death. And I will also say that I did after finishing the story, I did do a little research on it. And it's funny because according to an interview that uh, Tom King did, um, he was never, this collaboration between him and Mitch Garantz was never supposed to happen. Because um, originally they were supposed to collaborate on the jokes and riddles arc and in, in his Batman run. But as we know, that went to Mikkel Janin, mm -hmm. uh, who did the whole thing. 
Um, and then he was having dinner with Dan DiDio and Dan was like, write whatever you want. And um, Tom King uh, apparently got inspired by the series because he had some sort of panic attack on his wife's birthday that year, um, which was brought on by the current state of the world. Because around that time, I believe Trump was still in, uh, in, in the office. There's a lot of political unrest. Um, there was just a lot going on in the world and media. And he was just feeling all this anxiety, all this stress, all this fear and everything. And he kind of took it and made and channeled that through Scott. And uh, I mean, with that, I was like, I thought he did a great job because, I mean, he basically summarized it that you had Scott here trying to escape this paradise. I mean, he was raised in apocalypse. Um, he was tortured from birth. His name, his name, is a is a cruel joke from Granny Goodness, because of how you know him escaping so often. Um, his partner is was the leader of the Furies who were sent to kill him. His adopted father is Darkseid, who let's be real here is never going to give you a hug. Um, you know he's on this world. He's a traitor to his people. He's a fugitive. He's a new god. And then we, as you see later on, he becomes a dad. Like he's building a paradise that he's like, I can't handle this. So he tries to escape from it by dying. But even that he can't do. Um, and they get into that later on in the, the, the series where he, they're going, they're like, they're fighting off. Uh, I think they're going to uh, take on uh, Granny Goodness and they're just uh -huh. going back and forth and He's like, you know, I, I, I have all this stuff because, or actually Barda at the time was like, you know, I have all this stuff because before I couldn't have stuff. And that's why I have so much stuff, but I don't really want the stuff. You know, I need to get rid of this stuff. And then Scott's in there like, you know, I don't want to do this because there's bills on the table. But if that table wasn't there, would their bills and magazines be there? And he's like, yeah, but the bills and magazines have always been there. I need them to be there. And it's also funny because I never realized it, but that this character he talks to Oberon, Oberon is, essentially, yeah. mm -hmm. is essentially Kirby. He's, mm -hmm. he's just a, a walking, yeah. talking Kirby pastiche. I mean, the second I saw him smoking i was like okay this is clearly a kirby reference um well and we also had a stan lee uh oh yeah well, the excelsior funky flashman come on yep yeah yeah, the, yeah that that was that was all kirby making fun of his <laughs> at that time former yep. writing partner um because he couldn't help himself i mean come on um i listen i i i have been aware of scott and Big Barda for years. I think this series really made me a fan. And and uh, it was just interesting seeing them not at war. You know, being... It was interesting seeing them, like, at the beach. Or, oh, yeah. you know, being, watching television. Being together. Talking. You know, you're so used to DC heroes constantly in crisis and conflict. <clears throat> to see them as people was just really interesting. Um, this oh. was a super multifaceted and that, that was a great family element for sure, Drew. I, I, I totally mm -hmm. concur with you on this. Um, I will also say this, gentlemen. I myself will never look at a veggie platter. The same. <laughs> like, oh, the, when they're doing the trial in the living room, that was oh. it's just 
I, I don't know what I enjoyed more. Was it, I'm, a, I'm on a tie between Orion eating a carrot stick, Scott eating a carrot stick, and then Dark Side. No, Dark, dark Side eating a dark carrot side, stick. Yeah. yeah, all day. Oh, and uh, then and then the call at the supermarket where he goes in for something random. And they're like, "Oh, no veggie platter this time." Oh yeah, but you know, and then you know, confronting Granny Goodness. That that was, that was some twisted stuff right there. Like he's arguing about wanting to kill her with Barda because the the moment he he's being I forget it's in the the pit he's being hung. Mm. and she comes and she took him down early and because and he felt like because the way she was taking him down that like you know her picking up his almost lifeless lifeless body that she's kind of like hugging him and really he loves her for this like yeah it's a really crazy relationship it's a it's it's almost like bridging on stockholm syndrome oh yeah um I also want to give credit uh, the style. Excuse me, the style of how they did it and everything. That is the most interesting sex scene I've ever seen. I'm going to say that right now. I I was like, like Scott, you 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 can't escape, but but do you want to? <laughs> you know. Um, and then, I mean, you never Dude, thought this, but being a, a parent, you know. Like they had a kid, you're like, oh my god! Like, like good for them, and they're like, God, this kid is doomed. Um, and then of course, Rich's favorite line: uh, "Batman kills babies." Uh, yeah, Batman kills babies. Yeah, there were there were a lot of great little jokes hilarious. in this. As serious as it was, there were some great little jokes with like Batman kills babies. Um, we, we were we already talked about the uh, the veggie platter. Mm-hmm. Um, Scott wearing all the different heroes t-shirts. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. I love that. Yeah, that was um, some nice. Yeah. It, oh, and uh, they snuck in like uh, Booster Gold, right? Yes, they did. Boost, Booster yeah. and Beetle uh, drinking at a bar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, Drew, you mentioned one thing about you know their normal life, but you know definitely how they go back and forth and how it's just everything's normal to them. Like they're talking about, you know, uh, you know, a a war raging on, but you know, we need to be back Tuesday to pick up the laundry or something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, definitely, you know, well, you even had the guards like sitting there, like having casual conversation, like right before these two show up and they're like, Hey, you know, uh, I'm a god, blah blah blah. Like that's theology, and then all of a sudden Barda and and uh, Scott show up and like they're getting killed, and Barda and Scott are sitting there having conversation about building or her actually being pregnant. Yeah, yeah that and, was a great storyline that they built over multiple pages where she's talking about changing their condo and moving, making everything smaller, and I'm like, I'm like, she's about to tell you she's pregnant, bro, and he's not getting it. And another yeah. page goes by, and he's still not yet. And another page by, she's like, "I'm pregnant, stupid." Um, and then, and then, like I said, you just get this idea of like uh, this, this like this overlapping narrative that it's all a show. You know what I mean? That no matter what, Scott is a performer, so you know mm-hmm. it's always about escaping death and the greatest thing. And I also thoroughly enjoyed. I think near the end. 
that Mitch Garrods essentially drew in the audience, not only, I believe, him and uh, Tom, but also I think I saw Dan DiDio. Uh, Jim Lee was there. I'm pretty sure more people who worked on the book. And personally, I love when you see that. I mean, I remember when we did Superman versus Muhammad Ali and you had all the, oh, yeah. the, the people in the cover. Oh, here we go. See, you know. I was like, God damn, this is this is something here. Well, when he's first spread out there, Leo, if you go one back before that, when they're first starting, he's kind of laid out like Jesus. If you bring it yeah. down, but he's yeah, got yeah. a mask, mask and, on his crotch. And and they did, and Tom King did kind of say that he felt that that Scott was kind of in that that kind of role that he was to he was the son to make suffer for the sins of you know the apocalypse and, and New Genesis. Um, I also loved when I don't know if it was a, an image or not. I loved when he slugged his technical real father, high father. I uh, that was that was just so like God, so lethargic. So, um, so I have a question. Um, go for it. You see, with this picture where you know, uh, he's in bed, but he still has his uh wrist bandages on. Mm -hmm. I got the feeling that. And they touch a little bit at, of this towards the end. Was the whole thing just a dream? I don't know. That that I did not think about that, Leo. That's that's interesting. I mean, you, you have the... that's the notion that I came with. That all of this is like him going through this. He's like in a coma or something. Yeah, or, or reliving his his, his yeah. life. You know. Well, I thought they were they were definitely playing with it back and forth, but I felt that was the reality that he lived through. I, I felt like the story was not a dream. I felt like it was an actual story and it happened. But this is his life, and he, you know, still was it an escape? Did he was he is he able to escape? Is this his escape? Is this heaven? You know, there was there, there was a lot of correlation. So I think it's kind of up to you. Yeah. Well, um, but but the most shocking part to me is. Listen, um, I'm not going to ruin the story, uh, but at, at one point in the story, Scott Free, Mr. Miracle, becomes the High Father. Mm -hmm. And so he is the highest on New Genesis that you can get. He's the king. He is the king of the gods of New Genesis. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, he is, at the same time, a family man, a father. And he's got, he has a, a, an amazing relationship with his baby and this is like his heaven on earth and dark side turns to him and says, listen, we we've, we've been at this war now because through the story they're at war and yeah. it's high father versus uh, dark side and millions and millions of people of new Genesis are dead and are dying and apocalypse mm -hmm. is winning the war. So dark side just turns to Scott and he's like, all you got to do to the end of the war I'll give up the anti-life equation. I'll pull all my forces back. I'll get. I'll give you all the prisoners back that aren't dead. All you got to do is give me your child. What? What? There's a big moment. And he has, and, and as the uh, head ruler, he has to consider it because he has not just this one life to consider. He has millions of lives under his rule now. Mm -hmm. And Barta tells him to go fuck himself. Yep. Yeah. which was beautiful and can we also just acknowledge how gorgeous yet simplistically beautiful these covers by nick darrington is oh my I mean, god oh yeah 
awesome. Beautiful. When the furries, uh, the furies came in, this was a, a very interesting issue. Like, mm -hmm. Oh, because Bart is oh, pregnant, and oh yeah, and, and they're like she's the head of the furies. Friends, yeah, they're like these are her only friends, and she's like, yeah, of course I invited them to my birth. Like, of course she would have. Like, yeah, and they all, yeah, and they all like, yeah. oh, okay. So yeah. we're still gonna kill you, Scott. But yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. We're here for Bart. Yeah, but for today. <laughs> Right, uh, and they, they contribute that that knife, yeah. which becomes very integral in the end, and at the same time saves their oh, child's life. It's not the same knife. Also, I want you're to right. point out... You're right, Leo. You're right. You're right. I also want to point out, this has one of my favorite dark side moments, because I believe at one point, I don't know if it's Barda or Scott, calls him essentially a son of a bitch, and all dark side is just punch, I am. And I'm like, yeah, he, he owns it. He's just like, yep. There's no contest. I am a son of a bitch. Um, and it's just, again, Darkseid is, is in this at least, you know, is a man of few words. But this one, god damn, he is whew, just a funny motherfucker. Um, the lump. I also enjoy that he left, that the book is very open. And I do think that they do want to continue it. I believe there was talk of a sequel. Um, nothing has been published yet, but I definitely, oh. uh, that ending has, is, I'm sure there was supposed to be a sequel, right, Leo? I, so I thought I read that it continues in death metal. Oh, does it? Could have sworn in my research I was reading that. All right. I definitely know that there was talk of a sequel, you know, but. I mean, again, as far as a storyline, I was kind of glad to leave it as it is. Because um, sometimes you don't need a concrete ending. I feel like a soft ending is kind of good because it's just, that's the end now versus that's the end. That's it. There, you know what, Drew? There was a part of the, the book that confused me about our, our buddy here, Funky, at one point. Mm -hmm. It seemed like he was trying to get Mr. Miracle to kill himself again. Oh, yeah. And that was kind of confusing to me. So I was like a little worried. Do, do you have a little more clarification on that? I, I don't really. I mean, at some point I did kind of wonder if Funky was all in his head because the way that he would just kind of pop up out of nowhere. And even that moment, I also thought was a little odd because it's like, but I think, and then again, Funky is supposed to represent every bad promoter. So, you know, he's talking bigger, better deal. Mm -hmm. So I think Funky was just literally looking for What's the biggest thing an escape artist is afraid of? Death. So we're going to have you die, but you don't die. Like it's the ultimate, you know, making the move. Okay. Um, me, I kind of at one point thought Funky might have been all in his head. The way that he kept coming up out of nowhere and, and, and whatnot. But then I was like, but how can you play with a child if you're a figment? Yeah, because they had um, to leave to go fight a war while right. Funky was watching the baby. Yeah, Right. But, you know... Um, but again, that's the subject subjective matter of whether it was all in his head to begin with. Right. But I got to say, you know, 12 issues, you know, to me flew by. Like this thing moved really well. You know, the subject was very deep. You know, you could really appreciate the multiple levels, but you could still laugh and nothing felt forced. It's all within the character. It's all moves at a reasonable pace. And I mean, like I said, for someone who knows basic but not on a germy level about the forever people and hot and new genesis and apocalypse and 
you know, all these characters. It's some strange I stuff going on in the fourth world. That was oh. another funny conversation by the gods too. Uh, the the guards they're sitting there. They're like, "What's the first, second, and third world?" And the guy's just like, "I don't think there are any." He's like, "Well, we're the fourth, so there has to be a first, right?" <laughs> it was it's very entertaining. <laughs> just real quick, uh, in 2019, Tom King tweeted. Uh, let me pull it up right here. So this was April 9th, 2019. Finally, finally starting the follow-up to Mr. Miracle and Vision. Another 12-issue mini with a lot of ambition. I'm scared, but man, am I having fun. Uh, but that was in 2019. Yeah. And he's... Uh, uh, this came up my research. I didn't realize he's been tagged to write the New Gods movie. Yeah. Hold on. I thought that was dead. I thought the uh, like uh, I forget the the director they had on it, this but I thought because it was so tied to the Snyderverse that they October thirty twenty twenty one it was canceled. Yeah. Oh. Which killed me because like I, I I was so hoping we were gonna get new gods on the big screen. Yeah, I, I thought it could be like DC's Guardians of the Galaxy moment, like because yeah, there's some they, weird shit going on there. I think after Marvel crashed the Eternals, they were like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah maybe, 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 maybe you know, comic book fans aren't ready for space gods. True, true. Especially, yeah. you're not gonna have any like real heroes. They're gonna know like the mainstream people. They're gonna be like, "Who the fuck's Orion? Who? Who's oh, yeah, that, but, but hold on a second. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Ready. But, but uh, people said the same thing about Peacemaker. Who the fuck is Peacemaker? And True. now it's it's a phenomenal show. It's well, you know, maybe they should go that route with the show for of it or like like. I don't know. Like they could totally do something in the universe to break them in at first, and then expand. But I, I would love an old or a new gods movie. I just don't know how well the masses would receive it. Well, I think I think Mister Miracle as a character that you could definitely have a lot of fun with him. Uh, you know, he he definitely <laughs> has his uh, serious and and goofy moments. Mm -hmm. um, but with the changing of the guard with DC, we don't know what's going to happen in the next. Yeah. Couple of years. No, definitely it, it, it was fun when uh, Scott was fucking with Calibuck. He's like, you're the, he's like, you're the forgotten son. No one cares about you. It's like, fuck you. Yeah, but it, it's kind of true. Like Calibuck always works so hard for Dark Side right attention, there. and he just yeah, yeah, he just doesn't care. He does not give a shit. You know. But okay, and also, uh, Leo, you had originally asked us a question. I want to. I want to give an answer. At one point, you said who would win in a fight: Thanos versus Darkseid. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Darkseid all the way. Thank oh, yeah, you. One hundred percent. It's. Dark what did you side. say, Jeremy? I didn't hear. Darkseid all the way. Like, oh yeah, I agree. I agree. I yeah. concur. Uh, yeah, uh, with, just... Without the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. And we're talking about. We're talking about comic book, not MCU, because we. Yeah, we yeah. don't have enough movie Darkseid to rate him. Dark side doesn't need the the uh, infinity gems. The blah. 
Gauntlet. Gauntlet. No, no, no. The dark side doesn't need the equation, the the anti-life equation. So, like, yeah. he he would just destroy Thanos. Yeah, unibeam his ass. Yeah, you just you know just omega beam him and send him back in time. You know. Yeah, we already saw the Vision do that in What If. That's true. <laughs> Zoom but, right in half. Boom. But yeah, it. I'm I'm sorry, Leo. Like that was a no-brainer because even. And I'm sorry, even I think if Thanos had the Infinity Gems, I still think Darkseid would wipe the floor because, okay, you've got cosmically powered, you know, reality gems, but this is the new god of evil. He literally condemned a planet. That That's you know? something I have to ask you, Drew. In, in this, they're talking, uh, Barda is talking about having a cosmic rod. Is there a Starman connection there? Am I missing something? No, I think what that is referencing to is her staff at one yeah. point is re- is was called the Cosmic Rod because mm-hmm. it it used um, condensed star energy. Uh, yeah. But but that is also something that um, that Ted Knight Star Rod was at one point called. It was called the Cosmic Rod because yeah. it drawed solar power from the stars. Um, which, funny enough, is one of the, a lot of the reasons that Starman, I think, in the beginning at one point, was primarily a knight hero because he got most of his power. And then, you know, they changed it. Oh, I could store energy and use it during the day. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Because they're, they're totally stars in the, in the day in space. Yeah. Um, she could have been referring to something else as a cosmic rod. The sun is you a star. You know what, Leo? You, see, you know what, Leo? I caught that. Look at that. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're funny, Leo. See, he's sneak, uh, sneaking in the smut. Well, there, there was a lot of Marvel and DC going on back and forth back in the day, uh, opposing each other with copying. And so uh, Cosmic was definitely popular. Was, uh, we had Legion of Super- Superheroes, which was in the 60s and 70s, and they had mm-hmm. Cosmic Boy. <laughs> Cosmic Boy. Uh, no, it's, it's got cosmic true. rods and you know all kinds of things. Yeah, it was a cosmically good time. <laughs> Eternals versus new gods. Oh my god! Absolutely, yeah. but yeah, yeah. So I happened. think that was a simple uh, answer for all of us, Leo. Did you have uh, an opposing view, or did you feel the same? Uh, I feel the same, uh, but I, I thought this could be something fun we could add weekly. You know, just. Uh, you know, a, a, a team up, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's that's, that's the main question. You know, a lot of us geeks, what, you know, you know, it's funny. I see a call during DC versus Marvel where didn't there was there a moment where Thanos and Darkseid met? There was right. I'm not crazy. I know yeah. Justin Jordan did a little web comic of Darkseid and uh, Thanos, Thanos being like buddies, like they hung out and stuff. I, I don't remember. That no was pretty way. funny stuff. If anybody gets Justin Jordan's like one of my favorite writers. He did a mm-hmm. spread. I think it was spread for Image, but mm-hmm. like I got on the dude's mailing list and he sends me a, a, a cat card every Christmas. It's really cool. His oh, cat's nice. name is uh, Tom Waits. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> I know way too much about this man now, but uh, yeah, he he did did a web comic of Thanos and and uh, Darkseid being like best buds and driving around in, in cars, going to work and shit. 
it, it makes sense because Thanos was literally kind of ripped off from Darkseid. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm trying to remember what some editor in Marvel said that to Jim Starlin um, when he was basically creating Thanos. It was like, okay, well, if you're going to rip off the new gods, make sure it's 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 Darkseid at least, you know, God. Um, so I was like, damn, dude. Uh, it was JLA Avengers, and Darkseid actually wielded the Infinity Gauntlet, but it did not work. Thank you. Oh, oh because right. it was in the wrong the universe, different universe. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, you can't give you can't give Darkseid too much power. You got to give him. I, I always like to say thank you for Loki for giving us the Darkseid copter. I mean the Thanos copter. The yeah, Thanos yeah, copter. yeah. Thanos copter. That was awesome. Thanos copter. Yep. How come I, nobody's brought that to a con? That that Jeremy, there's a lot of budgeting there that I don't <laughs> think the basic nerd is ready for. You know, um, but yeah. So to answer, so everyone, if you think it should be Thanos, let us know. If you agree that Dark Side yet again reigns supreme, again let us know. Otherwise, we're all saying saying the Mad Titan would get. His ass whooped. So, indeed, yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I think we should rate the book. Um, who would like to go first? Was this four cosmic rods? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> crowbars, cosmic rods. Because you know, got to play with our joke. We can do cosmic rods if uh, okay. Joker, Joker is okay. Uh, I got no problem. You can wave your rod anytime you want, Drew. I'm, you know what? That's not funny because I'm looking at my your other rod. cosmic rod right oh. now. So shut right up. Right now, Drew, we just see like your nose down. <laughs> Whoa. Now we're looking at your cosmic rod. <laughs> cosmic rod. <laughs> I'm right. sorry. I just, I just, I just got very relaxed listening to all of you talk. So I was like, I'm just gonna lay down and just listen. It's like my favorite podcast, the Nerd Talk. All right. Well, um, I, I guess I'm going to set it off. I'm going to give it a straight up four and a quarter cosmic rods. Jeremy, what do you think? I'll, I'll definitely go 4.75 cosmic 4 .75 rods. rods. I mean, the, the first time I read through it, the, the, the kid stuff definitely brought a tear to my eye. Mm -hmm. Second time through, I, I caught a lot more of the, the PTSD and, and trauma and like it's one of those books like i i think i'll probably even read through it again some point because it's it's a good story mm -hmm. uh we, we didn't bring up that the trade actually has a bonus issue in the beginning oh yeah oh, i didn't know that yeah yes. the uh yeah the storyline in the in the beginning is a bonus issue for the trade Ooh, okay i'll definitely check that out yeah uh you know what, Jeremy? I'm gonna go with you. Four point seven five. I really enjoyed this. The 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 real life aspect of it, and and you know the couple, you know, just uh, them dealing with with life itself, along with the horrors of war, is just you know the uh, just just amazing story storytelling. You know, I'm one that I, I didn't mind Tom King's Batman run. I, I enjoyed it in the beginning, and it definitely dragged on a bit, but. Tom King's just an amazing writer. So, yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I enjoyed this. I'd say his Batman run 1 through 50 was really good. Yeah, it was. Yeah. 
So, and I will. Um... Though that that crossover, when we were talking about crossovers earlier, I bought all in on that crossover. It had to have been like 150 issues across every bat title there was, and that's the last time I'll ever do that crap. Again. Which crossover was that? Uh, Death in Death of the Family, I think it is. I, I it's the Scott's. Oh no, that wasn't Tom King. I'm sorry, that's Scott Snyder. You're, you're, that was you're volume thinking, two. Yeah, you're thinking of New Fifty Two, Death in yeah. the Family, the Joker with the yeah. peeled off face. Peeled off face. Yeah, the all yeah, the that, yeah got that got really messy. Oh my god, the main storyline is great, but it everything. Is. Mm, yeah, not all those tie-ins were good. I agree with you. Um, and for me, I. I, you know, I want to give this 4.5 um, because, again, I thoroughly recommend it. I just very rarely do full five ratings. Um, but honestly, I will thoroughly recommend this to anybody, even people who don't know the character. This is a great story um, because it's not just a story about Scott and Barta and everything. It's about war. It's about PTSD. It's about becoming a parent. You know, things that I have to be honest, I feel like people who are reading that would be older and they would really understand and sympathize with a lot of that, yeah, especially this is probably like a 30 to 40 range mm -hmm. when you're you going to start to really want to. It's more serious than yeah, just and, like a fluff story. And it also worked because I feel like a lot of Kirby's stuff was very. It was very, I, would, I don't want to say innocent is the right word, but it was very lighthearted. But there were definitely dark, serious undertones in there. And I feel Tom King's reinterpretation of them put them in a modern light. And in some ways, it kind of made the new gods very human. And thoroughly enjoyed it. So Absolutely. Maybe in part two, we can find out what Scott's real name is. That's true. We never did find I out. I never knew Scott had a real name, and, and this this once again brought that up. I'm like, hold on, he's got to have a real name. Like, I'm just like, I wonder yeah. if that's in any of the the old issues that I just missed. Because like, you start off uh, in issue one where like he is, he's just a, a, a an escape artist. Like, you don't really have the whole. Uh, 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 Backstory. new genesis story going on and stuff at first mm -hmm. he's on earth and like it builds and keeps going around so like yeah i wonder if yeah i think it's just scot free throughout the whole series every like iteration yeah maybe but so that's that's us we all loved it so everybody get a chance please read this book it was very great yes a uh, eisner award winner indeed Rightfully so. Totally. Yeah, yeah. And oh. uh, we've, we've all had trauma growing up, and this uh, addresses different levels of it. So uh, mm -hmm. you'll definitely uh, feel akin to it in some way. Totally. Well, I want to thank you. therapy. <laughs> really? Damn no. it. I told them at court I was reading comics for therapy. <laughs> Leo, Leo, do your sign off. Uh, I want to thank everybody for watching this fine evening. For me, just Google Leo Pond. You find a bunch of stuff. Could be true, could be not. I'm not going to say which is which, but I run a little thing called the Dorkening Podcast Network. ton of awesome people doing a ton of awesome stuff. Head on over to thedorkening.com for more information on those shows. 
Jar, Jar, where do you like people interacting with you? Uh, come check out Comic Book Lovers Buy, Sell, Trade, and Auction on Facebook. We would love to have more uh, members. We've got about 25,000. We'd love more. Nice. Drew. Hi, everybody. I'm Drew. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, you can find me at Facebook. I'm on Instagram, GhostbusterMan1984. I do a lot of work with Screen Rant. Uh, I do a lot of stuff here with the dorkening and splash pages. And, uh, you know, just an all-around interesting guy. So just if you hit me up, if I don't respond to you, it's because I'm a freaking pillow. So, <laughs> all right, thank you. Have a good night. <laughs> Velvet. Uh, how can I follow that up? Uh, but uh, I am uh, Velvet Joker, known as Rich Davis on Facebook. Uh, you can find me, Velvet Joker 2021, on the gram. And here every Tuesday night on the award winning Splash Pages, a comic book club. Awesome. That one together. Bye. Bye bye.